Hi guys, welcome to CISO Talks episode five. Today we're gonna to be talking about CISOs and the relationship that CISOs have with, with vendors. I'm really just trying to uh, uh, debate as to whether we think that relationship's broken, what vendors can do differently and better to engage better with CISOs in general. So I um, hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to subscribe, click on the bell icon. Thanks very much, let's go. Vendor and CISO relationships at the moment, the status quo, Aidan, is it, is it right? Is it working? No. <laughs> Why not? It's completely wrong, no. I mean, I think that the whole dynamic of the relationship is it's broken from the outset. I mean, I think that one of the big problems is the agendas of CISO and the agendas of vendors, um, or at least the people that engage with the CISO, some of the vendors, is just, it's just wrong. The CISO has some very specific objectives about you know, keeping their, inf- their, 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 their organisation secure, makes sense. Um, and the agenda, quite often, of the people that engage with the CISO from the vendor is, how can I get a deal? How yeah. can I close Sell the more sale? Stuff. Yeah, how can I close the sale? Um, and, that, and that, from the outset, means that, you know, how, how's that, how is that a, a, a good foundation for a working relationship? It it's isn't. Not. Yeah. No. Yeah. Vendors need to start engaging with CISOs, needs to dramatically change. Right, okay. But how, how do you mean change? What, take more of a... Mm problem-solving approach or become their friend more or what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think, it's, I, mean, I mean, I don't think it's realistic to say that um, every every vendor yeah. um, that a CISO will engage with will want to be a partner. I don't think it's realistic to say that they should be a partner, but I do think that the dynamic of the relationship between the, the CISO and, and, and the vendor needs to become more of, of a partnership. It needs right. to be, um, there needs to be more of a relationship where the pain is jointly owned. It, it needs to be deeper understanding on behalf of the vendors that understands the needs of the CISOs. Um, and I think that that's, that's probably the first step, is just to make sure that the CISO thoroughly believes that the vendor understands their pain, cares about their pain. Um, and and, it, and that's a really good thing for vendors as well, mm. is really it helps feed back to the vendors and exactly what it is that they need to do next. Because mm. the pains of that CISO probably not unique they're probably shared by many other CISOs so yeah, yeah. It, it's a good thing for the vendor but that dynamic really has to change and I think that it's the way in which vendors engage that probably needs to change as well yeah, yeah. but you've got to agree though starting a partnership or any sort of relationship takes time and effort actually quite tough for a CISO to sort of work out where to spend their time yeah. with particular vendors do actually really want to get close to this vendor or not there's yeah. got to be a way which and, they can quickly and how decide. do they cut through the noise and who right. do they trust yeah, exactly yeah how can they qualify which ones are worth spending the time with which ones aren't it must be quite tough because let's face it they get what 14 calls a day probably absolutely and, right. and, I, and i know myself being a ceo just how many calls a day you get people trying to sell you their goods sure and, and how do you figure out what what is important to the business and what isn't important to the business and who's telling you the truth and who's just trying to sell you something. I mean, it's yeah. how do you cut through it all? So I know quite a lot of CISOs tend to turn to analysts, but I don't really think that that's the right approach either because, let's face it, analysts aren't objective. They are... No? Off, no, not at all. No, I mean, we know this from experience, right? When, you know, we've got... a you know, really strong solution. But when you're trying to get exposure with some of these analysts like Garner or Forrest, unless you're prepared to part with cash, they're not going to include you in their research. And yet, it doesn't matter how good your tech is, how innovative it is, how big the problem it solves. Ultimately, if you don't put the money in, it's a pay-to-pay model. So, you know, analysts such as 
you know, Gartner and Forrester absolutely have their place. They do, and they, and they provide really valuable research, but they should definitely not be a primary source for no. a, uh, a CISO to, right. to make vendor selection or a CISO to figure out what needs to ha- what's actually going to happen next. I'm concerned, though, that that is the case, that, that CISOs Sometimes. do look to, to mm-hmm. Forrester and Gartner as the... As the De facto, and, and it, it has Oracle. to be one source of many. Yeah, right? yeah I mean, yeah. you know, you, you've, you know, it, and it's really difficult to stay on top of, you know, what it is that really is compelling, what it is that really is causing risk. Mm. Because mm. let's let's face it, I mean, there's a huge amount of noise out there. Mm. There's a huge amount of, I mean, they've been bombarded every day with every vendor trying to sell, send them the next white paper, trying to sell them the next silver bullet, trying to tell them how their solution is going to fix everything. Mm. How how do they cut through the noise? Mm. So I think that. Um, analysts will definitely have a part to play. My only objection is I don't think that that should be played as big of a role as it sometimes does mm. in selecting a vendor mm. to keep mm. the information secure. Mm. I just don't think it necessarily is the right thing to do. No. I think um, it, it, it does offer some comfort to CISOs to, mm. before they begin this early stage partnership with a vendor, mm-hmm. that they have been, the vendor has been mentioned in, in a recognised... Sometimes. Organisations yeah. such as Gartner or Forrester, yeah. and that then gives them the confidence that should they decide to proceed with that vendor, right. it, it legitimises it, as opposed to a situation where a, a CISO is engaging with a vendor which has not been um, mentioned or published in publicised in such a way. Mm-hmm. They really are setting they really are setting the setting the market if you like, or they really are taking a, a, a gamble on, a, on an untested source, even though it might be the right, the right one. Mm. Because it's untested, or it's, like, it's not in the, it's not. It's the kind of adage where you know you won't get fired for buying IBM. So exactly, it, it's yeah, the yeah, same yeah, kind of yeah. thing with, I guess, with the analysts. Look, look, they've been referenced and recognised by Gartner as a player in this field, yeah. and I and I do understand that, but I still think that there's some really really cool innovative tech out there yeah. that if you just use analysts, you're going to miss. Mm, sure, um, and. Uh, and, and frankly, also, quite a lot of the vendors that appear in these Gartner reports, you're going to pay through the nose as well because mm. they're going to be um, you know, perhaps a bit more mature as well. And I think there's, there's much better options, not, not in all cases, but quite a lot of options as, are out there that just because they haven't been regi- mentioned in Gartner doesn't mean they're not good. Gotcha. I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Mm. It, it's not the be-all and end-all. Mm. It's one... Um, it's one source in which a CISO should use. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think also the role of channel partners in general is a really good thing to do. Again, they're not unbiased either. Mm. They all have made vendor selections. They've mm. got partnerships and alliances with specific vendors. Mm. But it's another source that I think CISOs could probably utilise mm. more to get to try and figure out what else is happening in the market as well. Yeah, for my mind, mm. you know, value-added resellers, that's, that's their purpose, is to be that, that partnership right. with a... With a with as long as they're consultative as well. Yeah, of course, yeah. Absolutely. And, and we, we all know partners that perhaps aren't very consultative <laughs> and, and box shifters, so sure. we use the term in our sure. industry. Sure. Yeah, no, I get it. So, OK, yeah. so we discussed that, partners and, and, and relationships. Do you think there's anything more vendors can do with CISOs to make sure that when that one-time purchase is over, it's not a one-time... One night stands, if you like. Yeah. Um, for example, just to draw a simile with perhaps burger, buying a burglar alarm for your house, mm. you may research a number of security companies to come mm. and install your burglar alarm. And once it's fitted, great, off they go. Yeah. If you then get burgled... It's not their problem. It's not their problem, right? So do you think that really we should have a, a bit more of a long-term approach with vendors and CISOs that in the event of a data breach, having bought our product or anyone's product, mm-hmm. that there is something there that offers a bit of a... 
um, that the burden shared or that you're, you're still in touch in, in a way which is meaningful. Yeah, and it's, it's a good analogy. Yeah? I mean, I think that I think it's, it's, it's difficult, though, for one vendor to accept responsibility because it might have been some other gap in some other part of their security which created the breach. But I definitely, you know, as I was sort of saying earlier, I think that the, the relationship between this vendor... Um, the, between the vendor and the CSA absolutely needs to become more of a partnership. You know, the vendor needs to appear like they're an extension of the of the, of the security team for mm. that CISO. And, it, and, and the relationship needs, in some circumstances, needs to be like that. Otherwise, it's going to fail. Or at least the overall objective, which is keeping the information, keeping the data secure, keeping the organisation secure, that will fail if vendors don't start taking more of that responsibility as well. Um, but I do think it's difficult to necessarily... You know, hold the vendor accountable for for a data breach sure. within an organisation because it because it could be down to a whole range of other things that don't involve mm. the tech, mm-hmm. you know, like policy or whatever else it might be. So it's not just about the vendor selection that, yeah. that dictates whether you're secure or not. Of course, no, of course, right? that makes sense. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think also we've discussed this as well with um, certainly in this early stage relationship with a vendor and a CISO, mm. for example. A vendor can often make casting assumptions of, of the CISO <laughs> right. and their security team and the organisation yeah. and say be, and almost be quite preachy and saying, no, this is what you need to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. security team don't know what they're doing. This is where you need to be spending your time and efforts. And that's sometimes quite offensive to CISOs. And, yeah. And, would you agree that's just, I, as well? I, I think there's a few points there. I think one of the things is when we, you know, when we talk about, um, yeah. you know, we talk about CISOs a lot, but yeah. it's, it varies massively depending on organisation to organisation as to, you know, where you are, what sector you're in, how large you are, what right. country you're in. So I think that sometimes there are assumptions made about what it is to be a CISO. Like in some in some enterprises, a CISO will do, uh, they'll be sort of busy, sort of on the, more on the technical side than on the strategy side. Whereas mm. in, in some, you know, we've got some CISOs that wouldn't, they would not get involved at all in vendor selection. So I think it really varies and, 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 and we, we mentioned this the other week where, you know, in some countries, vendor uh, CISOs get a huge amount of respect and time for the board. And in other countries, in other regions, other sectors, it's just not the case. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's quite assumptuous to be able to say, to just use this term CISO and say all CISOs are the same, because that is not the, no. the case at all. Some are more technical than the others. Some, some more technical than others. And, and, and it, 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 there's just so many variables that mm-hmm. dictate what it is to be a CISO. Mm-hmm. But I think that we need to be careful as vendors that we don't, jump to conclusions and make assumptions mm. that that's what it is. Mm. And, and then the second thing about, you know, well, you know, your security don't, don't, team don't know what they're doing. I think that, again, you can't make assumptions about that either because mm. I think that it will really vary. Every single security team in terms of the types of threats they're being faced mm. um, will vary from organisation to organisation. The, the variables, again, are, are too big to be able mm. to make any assumptions as to whether a security team is being effective or being not effective. Of course. Yeah, it makes sense. We've got to make sure that as a security vendors that we are spending more time to help that CISO understand the value, understand the pains and the problems that the solutions actually fix. Vendors try and make CISOs make that gap between, well, here's what our product does. And they have to then make that leap between, well, what does the product do against the problems that I've actually got? So I think that one of the things that vendors can really do that would help improve the dynamics that would improve prove their engagement with CISOs and say, and here's the value, here's what it will actually do for you, for your business, for your organisation, once you've got it installed and deployed as well. Gotcha. I think that mm. but if we could, if vendors could do that better, I think that would really help as mm. well. With you. Yeah. So, don't want to know about the umbrella, 
They want to know. They don't want to know about from getting wet. Exactly. Really. They don't care about the umbrella. They just want to know how is this going to stop me getting wet. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us on our episode number five of CISO Talks. Uh, we've really enjoyed the conversation. I hope you have too. Thank you. Please remember to hit subscribe, hit the bell icon as well, stay up to date with our regular updates and podcasts. Thanks for watching. Bye. Thank you.